Hey, I'm Amy Atkinson, and it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence to focus on growing my online business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today. This podcast gives you all the tried and tested ways to grow your business through social media and digital marketing. You'll hear all my home truths and challenges, but also how to navigate them. It's time to get you seen, so let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast. I have got the lovely Moira coming on today. And for those of you who don't know much about Moira, she shows coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, and service-based entrepreneurs to basically dial in their destiny with speaking so that they can make way more money and have much more freedom and just basically enjoy their lifestyle a little bit more without all of the complicated strategies. And then finally, she actually helps people create success and enjoy the freedom that they've always wanted. So Moira, welcome. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. So tell us a little bit about you, your story, how you got to where you're at now. Absolutely. So, um, well, I wasn't always a speaker and I wasn't always someone who was out there speaking on stages. <laughs> Quite the opposite, actually. I, I would say that the words that I heard the most growing up were you talk too much or shut up, you've said enough or we don't yeah. want to hear what you've got to say. And when I started my business um, in the northwest corner of Donegal, I had very limited resources, um, very little internet at the time. This was around about 2015, 2016. And I, sometimes I had to stand on the windowsill in my cottage here to get signal on my phone. It was that poor. And meeting people in a small area with 5,000 people who needed help with their businesses just wasn't happening. So I knew I needed a faster way. So I got an opportunity to speak at a local conference, which was very unusual that we would have such a thing. And I spoke, I don't think I did that well, but I spoke from my heart. I told what I thought was the truth about business and I was focused on sales at the time. And straight after I got off stage, I had two people come up and say that they were interested in working with me. And um, the best thing was that I got invited to speak at a fairly prestigious event in Ireland that was going to have about 200 people at it and that took me like 20 minutes to do Amy and I kind of sat and I thought to myself I was like wow I'm really killing myself trying to learn about Facebook ads and boosting posts and blogging and PR and all those things when actual fact if I can do this in 20 minutes I need to get more 20 minutes like this so I went on a mission then to find every possible opportunity that I could get my message out in front of people I created a speaking tour called Waking the Giants. And my mission with that tour was to waking, waken the women in Ireland that were asleep to the possibility in their business and not just for their business, but for their lives. You know, I, like I can't help but feel that too many women are just struggling. They're making this so much harder than it needs to be. And they're forgetting that the business is the fuel for your life. Like the business stuff is actually quite boring. It's formulaic, you do it over and over again. But what you can do in your in your business, in your life and in your lifestyle, that's where the gold is. That's where the real, I find the real motivation is. So over the years that followed, I totally focused on speaking and I grew my business to multiple six figures. In my third year, I crossed the half a million mark and I've maintained a multiple six figure business over the last few years, helping other female and some male entrepreneurs to do the same It's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. And it's all about 
focusing on what works, right? So speaking's obviously elevated your income and it is something that I am, well, I'm looking into this year. It's my goal this year to get in front of lots of audiences, mainly online because I just feel like you're going to be growing even further by being able to go onto other people's podcasts like you are today coming on here. Um, getting into other people's Facebook groups, all of that kind of good stuff. So as much as being in person and being able to travel the world actually hugely excites me with a 14 month old, I can't necessarily go off and do that. But I know that there are loads of people who would take their kids with them. But that's not me. <laughs> I'd like the break away from her if I was going to have it. But I just couldn't. Um, yeah, so it is my goal hugely to look at all of the different speaking opportunities that are out there. So it's absolutely amazing timing to have you come on and share your wisdom and your areas of expertise. So one of the things I wanted to ask really is, do you have the biggest piece of advice or maybe two or three little tips as to how people can even get in front of the right audience yeah absolutely I mean first and foremost you need to know where your audiences are hanging out okay um and that doesn't necessarily mean that you know they're I think people often make the mistake of thinking that their audiences are in places that um that like say for example health coaches like they go to, I've met a lot of health coaches who go to a lot of health events, but they're not meeting clients at that because the clients they want need to be going to those events. And the reason they're not going to those events is because they need your help and they don't realize that this is what they need. So get crystal clear on where your audiences are hanging out, be that virtual or be that in person. And then like I have a, a formula that I teach in my, in my monthly training called attend, ask, ascend. And what that basically means is attend as many of event, many events as you can can as possible right get in, get into those rooms because it's much easier to get an opportunity to speak if you know the audience and even better if you know the organizer so let's say you go to a virtual event and you think wow I think my people are here you ask some questions they have the problems that you solve so then when you go to ask the organizer uh, about speaking at an event you're not like just some random who showed up you've actually been attending their event you've been paying attention to what their audience is struggling with so when you go to ask them for the opportunity to present in front of them you can say I've been speaking to your audience and they struggle with this they struggle with this and it just so happens that I can do a free presentation that can solve those problems for them would that be of interest to you and that's a much more powerful way so you attend the event you ask for the opportunity and I would say nine times out of ten the reason most people aren't speaking is because they're simply not asking they're simply not asking for the opportunity or worse they're waiting to be asked you don't wait in your business that's not what this is about in fact we shouldn't even really be out there looking for clients or waiting for clients to come to us. We should be making ourselves as findable as possible for people. And the biggest problem that most business owners have is their secret. Nobody knows that they help. Nobody knows that they solve the problems that they have. You know, I was in New York about, I'd say it was about four years ago now, and I was speaking at an event with Les Brown. I'm not sure. I'm sure you're familiar with Les Brown, yeah. like one of my favorite him. speakers. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite speakers of all time. And I was so excited, nervous. I had all the feels, right? So I show up at the event and I'm like there and I'm like, I'm going to do a great job and I'm getting myself ready. And then I realized I'd forgotten my shoes. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So I had to like go jump into a panic. I ran outside, I called an Uber. So I'm standing on the street, middle of Manhattan, this like beat out Honda drives up. 
Amy, I mean, the only thing that was missing from this car was like a tin can, like hanging off the back. And I was like, <laughs> God. So I was like, I don't have time. Let's just go. So I get in the car and the Uber driver is so friendly. He's like, where are you from? What are you doing here? And we get to my destination and I'm in a rush and I'm like, I got to go. And he was like, I was like, bye. Thank you so much. And he goes, excuse me, mom. And I said, yes. He goes, can you give me a five-star rating? And I was like, what? He goes, can you give me a five-star rating? I said, why? He goes, well, I want to boost my score. And were you happy that I took you to your destination? And I was like, yeah, I was. And he did. So I got out of the car and I gave the guy a five-star rating. This was not a five-star car. This was not a five-star experience. But he got the five-star rating, Amy, because he asked for it. And he asked for it in a way that he expected to get it because he has customers sitting in his car in front of him every single day, all day long, and he asks them all. So he's really good at asking. So I would say to your listeners and to you and to anybody who's thinking about this, where are you simply not asking for the opportunities that would get you in front of the audiences that need to hear you now? Yeah. Where are you waiting to be asked? Where are you not mastering being able to ask? Like it's going to feel weird until it doesn't, right? There's nothing comfortable about being in business. There's only getting more comfortable with what we're uncomfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It is so true. Actually, I was on a client call this morning um, with somebody who is very well connected. However, those connections aren't bringing him what he wants. So we were talking about like different options for him. And I was like, you need to take control back. If you know who he's got in his network or your these other people that they've got in their network, or you can at least find out Forget him. If he's not giving you what you want, go and ask somebody else. Stop waiting around exactly what you've just said for the answers that you're not getting or you're not getting it as quickly as you want it to. So I love that. That is such a good piece of advice. Um, and is there anything else that you feel? So once people actually get the ask, they get the job, they get the speaking opportunity or they get what they want. Do you have any advice then or do you have any, like what mistakes do people make in that process? Yeah, and I think the, the answer to that and your previous question as well with that client you were talking about is not knowing what you want and not being clear about what you want. Tony Robbins says that one of the hardest questions a human being will ever ask themselves is what, what do they want? And it's the same when you go to a speaking gig. What do you want? Because if you're going to go put all your energy into getting in front of a room, you've got to be clear in what's in it for you. And yes, you can still be an amazing speaker and give lots of value. But if you're not clear on what you want to walk away with, you're going to leave clients on the table, contracts on the table, collaborations on the table, and of course, income on the table. So what is it that you want? So every time I speak and every time my clients speak, it comes down to two things. What is it that's really important for your business at that time? And if that's clients, then everything about your talk needs to lead to you wanting to get clients. So you're going to gather leads. Or if it's, if it's not, it could be authority. What do you want? Is it the authority that you want? That's why speaking on stages with other famous people is so important. You can leverage the authority. So is it that you want to increase your authority? Whatever it is, you've got to be crystal clear on what that is. And then when you're creating your talk, you create your talk based on the result that you want to get. Yeah. Right. And most of the time when you go to do talks, like we have to remember that verbal communication is only like 7% of a presentation. Yes. Right. 
but yet we put a hundred percent into that verbal communication, like the content. Any any speaker who's going to get on stage, and I'm not knocking any speakers at all. I'm just pointing something out that other parts need equal attention, right? If you're only if it's only going to be, if that's only going to be seven percent, then what about the other ninety three percent? That's going to take a little bit of energy as well, right? And it's like when you get on stage, you're being judged on everything from the way you look, the way you sound, your background, your accent, your hair, your makeup, your everything. People are really checking you out. And then you're probably a few minutes in before they're thinking, would I work with her? Oh, that's something that, oh, maybe I need that. They're all up in their own heads. They're not totally tuned in to what we're saying. They're going to pick up maybe 10 or 20%. And the thing is, when you do a talk, especially if you're invited to do a free presentation for like an organization or a networking group, people are not going to pick up that much. So what are the two to three key things that would make the biggest difference for, to them? And this is focusing on the what and the why, not the how, because they can't take the how. They don't want the how from you because they don't know you yet. But if you can show them that you understand their problems and you can show them that there's a better way to solving these problems that's faster and easier and it's going to get them more income, they're going to be thinking, I've got that problem. I would like that outcome. Maybe, maybe she could help me. That's where you want to have people thinking. Yeah. So asking questions and telling stories and painting pictures of problems and relating to people's pain and the situation that they're in, that's what great speakers do. So I have a question for you. You've just picked out something that I know a lot of my listeners will have their ears pricked up by. <clears throat> and it was the fact that when you jump jump on stage or you get on stage, you're being looked at, your, your, tone, your tone is being judged, your hair, your makeup, your outfit, your stance, what you're saying. So this is obviously something that is going to concern people or create fear do you have and I know this isn't something that we talked about before but <laughs> just because it came up do you have a tip as to how to move past that fear because I know that it is huge for a lot of the listeners on here and you mean that in terms of fear of speaking full stop or fear of being judged when you speak so yeah, so you talked about the fact that when somebody gets on stage they're going to be judged in an all manner of ways mm. um so it's not the fear of speaking but it's probably the fear of being judged right yeah listeners are listening to yeah I mean the number one thing that you can do is to show up and want to have fun with your audience and treat it like a conversation yeah and not treat it like this separated uh presentation that you're going to give to people bring people on a journey with you use people's names, say, Amy, Moira, what do you think? Get people involved, have people typing in the chat. And I'm speaking, even if you're in a room, you want to get people involved. So then you're taking the attention off you and putting the attention on them, right? So the worst thing you can do when you're doing a talk is like, make it all about you. And we can't help it because we're human beings and we're obsessed with ourselves, right? But with practice, you can put your attention on, if you know that there's going to be one or two people in that audience that you know, put your attention on them and say, how do I want them to feel during, throughout and after this presentation? And if you can focus from come at it from that perspective, then it takes, it takes all the attention off you, it lowers the pressure, and then you're going to have more fun. And if you're having more fun, they're having more fun. And the second thing I would say to that is practice. 
One of the hardest things for me when I started my business, Amy, was video. I would do a video and I'd look at myself and I'd be like, oh, no, I hate it. Look at my eyes. Look at my nose. Look at that. Why does my eyes close slow? One eye close slower than the other. And I got, I was just like, oh, my God, I can't do video. But obviously, I knew that this was a hurdle and I had to get over it. So one day I took my phone. I sat in my office. And I did about 30, possibly even 50 videos, the same video over and over and over again. And I looked at every single one. And then I actually saw all my flaws. I heard all the things I do. I solved all the mm, eh, mm, moving my head there, doing all this. I just solved it all because I, I saw myself that much that I just got comfortable with it. Yeah. Right. So if anybody's listening, you have a presentation coming up, like you'd be mad not to practice it, not to rehearse it. So get yourself on Zoom, pretend you have an audience there and just go for it. Because these all these problems are very quickly solved. But the sad part is some people never solve these problems. It takes them out of the game and then they never get ahead in their business as fast as they could. Yeah, it's true because we don't, we almost don't like to look at ourselves on video or listen to a podcast that we've recorded through, again, fear of, oh god I look awful or I sound awful I don't like how I say ours or whatever it is <laughs> we've all got the things that we don't like um but the moment you actually go in embrace it and then change what you want to change it just makes everything so much better more mm -hmm. quickly for you absolutely Definitely. and who doesn't want things to be better and easier and quicker right exactly exactly that so we sort of I sort of asked you earlier, but it was two questions in one. But what is a common mistake or are there more than one common mistakes that you see people making in the process of trying to get out there and trying to get speaking events? Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they speak once and it doesn't work or they don't get the result they want. So they don't do it again. Yeah, it's like, I mean, there's no point if you're serious about building a business, if you're serious about not being the best kept secret any longer and really helping people. I, I, I believe that you really need to get on a mission about this and decide that I'm going to speak every week. Or if you're in the virtual world, speak every day, speak every day when well, there's nothing wrong with that, right? You could be doing a video, you could be doing a live, you could be doing a podcast, you could be doing a networking event, you could be doing um, a collaboration with somebody. Like there's no end to the possibilities, but a big mistake is that people try it once it doesn't work for them and they give up or they beat themselves up that they 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 didn't do a great job as opposed to looking at it and going okay so what was great about that okay this was great and what wasn't so great what can i do better and then find another opportunity and do it do it again and just do it better and you'll find that if you do that um you'll find that you'll 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 solve a lot of those problems so much faster but not only that like it's rare that my clients don't get at least one client every time they speak. Our goal is always that they get three to five. Yeah. But you're yeah. going to be getting paid to be getting good. Yeah. Right? Get paid to get good. So you're talking about not even just free speaking events. You're talking about paid speaking events as well now, aren't you? No, I'm actually still talking about Oh, getting clients because if you're getting a client you're getting paid so that's that's the way I would see that and you know if you've got a high ticket offer um you could be getting ten thousand so you get one client ten thousand you did a, you didn't do a great job do it again get two clients next time get twenty thousand next time get thirty thousand yeah 
Yeah, and it would take totally. you so much, so long to become the kind of speaker who can, you know, have a fee that's 30,000. Like when I started out, I was getting offered 500, 700, that kind of thing for speaking. In the end, I just said, you know what? Put that towards tea, coffee, salsa drills, cannabis, whatever you want for the audience. And I just want to make, I just want to deliver a great presentation. And the people in the room, I want them to be interested in what I have to offer. Yeah. I wasn't interested in getting a fee. And to be honest, today I'm still not. Like if I do an event, depending on the event, I can make anywhere between 50 and 150,000. So it's like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. But the thing is, this this strategy for speaking, Amy, pays for a lifetime. You get paid yeah. once for speaking. And I know people are like, oh, I want to get paid to speak. Great. But I would prefer to speak and know that that one speaking engagement is going to pay my business for years to come. That's leverage. Yeah. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Okay, so we briefly touched on this earlier. And obviously, your business is taken you all over the world so tell us about that tell us the experiences let us dream with you and actually if we work if people work with you that's what they can do right if that's what they want yeah I teach about this actually in my monthly challenge I call it dream decide reside so when I started my business I said uh, earlier that I did a speaking tour of Ireland well Moira secretly wanted to see Ireland so I thought oh what a great way to travel all over Ireland and see all the counties, Kerry, Cork, all of that. So that there was a there was a two prong approach there. And then after I did it in Ireland, I thought to myself, could I do this in America? And I had a dream of hosting an event in America. And that story I told you about Les Brown that came from me saying, could I speak in America? Could I speak in New York? And then when I decided I was when I had the dream, I decided it was going to happen. It happened when when I had the date, then it was so much easier to find opportunities. That's how I found the opportunity speaking with Les Brown. I actually invited my clients to New York for um, an international retreat as well. But the dream for me, the dream comes first. And then you decide you decide it's going to happen. And then I say reside because I stay I stay in locations that I'm speaking in for maybe anything up to two months. So I can reside there for a while as well. So and I think people make the mistake of thinking they need to have loads of money for this. You actually don't. The money comes from you making your dreams come true and the energy and the motivation that that brings you. That actually makes you highly attractive. It gives you, it makes you way more magnet, uh, magnetizing in the marketplace. People see that you're doing really interesting things and they want to be part of that as opposed to, oh, I need to save up $30,000 to do blah, 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 blah. I've, that's never been the case for me. When I went to Bali, I was actually in Australia first. It didn't work out for me in Australia. That's a long story for a glass of wine. <laughs> when I went to I went to Bali after that, I arrived in this place. I didn't know anyone. I, you know, I'd heard that, you know, there was a lot of there was a there was a thing that a lot of broke coaches went to Bali. So I was like, you know what, let me go and like check it out for myself. Like literally within, I would say within about two or three months of being there, I'd created about 60,000 in revenue and I'd hosted an event that created 30,000 in revenue. Right. But it was like, again, the dream came first. I'm going to Bali, but because I've got, I'm clear on my message, I'm clear on my offer. I have a signature talk. I have all, I have the toolkit. Then once you have your toolkit, then you can take that anywhere. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And yeah, I mean, it literally sounds incredible to be able to go and work or live in con other countries for a couple of months at a time. Um, you mentioned briefly 
about your monthly challenge. Tell us more a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I speak at a lot of events and people are always asking me where can they get more. So I started hosting this monthly challenge. It's where people can come and learn my formula for speaking. But more than that, I'm all about helping people really dial in a a destiny driven business. So yes, I believe speaking is going to be the fastest way to grow your business. I don't think it matters what industry you're in. I think speaking is going to help you grow up fast. But in my challenge, I show them my, the system that I use to go from being in debt to creating half a million in sales in my third year. And the same thing that my clients are using to create six figure months. So you'll come to that challenge, possibly thinking that I don't know if I can do this. And by day five, you're going to make you're going to be saying to yourself, someone try and stop me doing this. That's my goal that you leave that challenge a completely different person. And yes, the the strategy in the, in the tactics are, are part of it, but it's who we are as individuals. It's what, how we're showing up that makes the most difference. So we really look at all of those areas. And my goal is to leave you so inspired by the end of it. You're going to be speaking on stages the following week. Sounds exciting. So how can people find out about the challenge, more about you? Where's best to follow you? Is it Instagram? Yeah, Instagram, my name is really easy to find, Instagram and Facebook. I hang out mostly on Facebooks and depending on what I've got going on with Instagram. And then for the challenge, it's dialinyourdestiny.com. You'll be able to find the information there and I'm sure you'll post a link along with um, this podcast as well. I will. I'll put all of the links in to the show notes so that is not a problem. Moira, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your golden tips your advice your story it is so inspirational to hear and I know a lot of people will be really really interested to just see how different people are making a success of their business so thank you so much for coming on thank you to Amy it's been fun I love talking about this topic so thanks for the opportunity thank you and everybody if you subscribe then you know how to do that. Check out the show notes and you'll be able to check out all of the things that we've talked about today. Have a fantastic week. See you next week.